Hi, this is Sandra from She's Not Cooking, and you're listening to the Eat Blog Talk podcast. Hey, food bloggers, welcome to Eat Blog Talk. I'm your host, Megan Porta, and you are listening to episode 258 with Sandra Flegg from She's Not Cooking. Today, we are going to dig into achieving a business breakthrough by using a positive mindset. A self-taught cook, Sandra exited a 25-year retail management career to pursue her goal of becoming a full-time food blogger. Her food blog journey began in May 2020. In July 2021, she reached one of her goals to be accepted into Mediavine Ad Network. In her business, Sandra uses positive mindset to overcome obstacles and achieve both her business goals and personal satisfaction. Sandra, this is the second time you've been on Eat Blog Talk. I'm so thrilled to have you back. And we have a lot to learn from you today about just having a positive mindset. But first, do you have another fun fact for us? Sure. Uh, Thank you for having me back. It's great to be here. So my second fun fact is that I met my husband on the internet 25 years ago. We were internet pioneers uh, back when it was dial-up. Uh, You couldn't send a JPEG photo. You had to send it by mail. And we met because I mentioned that I love to cook and he said I love to eat. (laughs) Wow. I was going to say when you said 25 years, I was thinking, wow, that had to be one of the first ever. So you definitely are pioneers. Absolutely. Oh, that's so cool. What a great story. You forged the way. Um, Yes. We often say if we had been smart, we would have thought of one of those dating apps. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Right. That's so great. Well, I am super excited to chat with you, Sandra. You were just recently on. So thank you for coming back so soon. I really appreciate it. I had such a fun chat our first time around. Um, But today we are going to uncover your beliefs about having a positive mindset and how that affects not just your life, but your business and how you can tap into achieving goals and all of that. So would you just want to start by talking about that, like what your beliefs are about having a positive mindset and how you have used this to kind of launch more into your business? Absolutely. So I believe that having a positive mindset has really been what's helped me the most in achieving my goals, whether it's personal goals or uh, business goals, but specifically around blogging. I think that um, I believe in the law of attraction so that you ask the universe, you believe that you're receiving it, and then you think about how you're going to feel when you receive that, whatever it is that you're manifesting. And that's basically my fundamental belief about positivity. You know, I wake up with, try to uh, surround myself with positive people. And, um, you know, if there's something that feels negative, I remove that from my situation. How do you deal with like negative influences that come into your life that you don't have control over? Um, I think the one thing um, that I've really thought about in the last year, and I think I've been able to really take a step back because I did leave a full-time job that occupied a lot of my mind space and, and that, you know, the busyness. And when I was able to stop and actually quiet my mind, I realized that a lot of the times it's not really about me. 
And so not taking it personal and thinking when something happens, sometimes it's not because I've done something specific to make that happen. Um, and I've really tapped into my self, um, you know, what's going on in my subconscious and the thoughts I was having. And I've done some of that work in terms of, uh, I guess, healing is the right word for that and not blaming myself for things. Mm. There's so much to ponder here, right? I mean, I I literally could talk and think about this all day and it affects so much of our lives, but this also bleeds over into our businesses, which is why we're here talking because this really does affect how we work and how we show up at our jobs and the work that we produce and all of that. I asked you that because that's one struggle that I have. I can control myself so much, but then that is my biggest struggle is how do I deal with things out of my control because I can get quiet with myself and kind of figure out what works for me and get a good flow going in my life. But then I have a really hard time when it comes to like other chaos invading my world. Does that make sense? It does. And I think, um, you know, I used to always say, you know, out of positive, out of something negative, something positive will come. And, you know, that can be really difficult. And I've had some deep discussion about people with people strongly disagreeing with that. Um, but, um, you know, things will happen in life. And I do believe that they can be really challenging. However, they make us stronger, I think, in the end. And, um, you know, my son recently broke his ankle. <laughs> try for his first first tryout for basketball practice and uh you know we had you know the discussion at the emergency room for five hours about you know how things happen and I think it's um you know it's how we handle them and I think if we equip ourselves with um things to deal with you know I I, I know you're right it is a very deep conversation that can go on forever um but I think you know having a support system around you is the first thing I think finding the right the group of people starting you know with your family and your friends and what those influences are and I think um, things will always happen especially in food blogging right it's constantly changing that is so true um, I love what you said you kind of touched on just balance and something I pulled out of what you were talking about is contrast like I feel like there's always a contrast, especially if we're working on ourselves, we notice the contrast more. So if I'm feeling like I'm in a really good place with where I'm at with work and I can balance everything well, and then something comes in that just like throws me off, there's such a contrast and I notice it. But I think that's good, right? Like if we're not noticing the contrast, then that probably means that we're in the chaos. You know, there's the personal side of it and then there's the business side of it. And, you know, things are sometimes not everything aligns perfectly. There's maybe challenges in personal uh, relationships and, and what have you, but your business might be going great. So I think it's being able to balance. Absolutely. And I think that when, when you can get everything balancing together, and I think that takes um, a lot of work. I know I listened uh, this morning to Lauren's podcast there about mindset and it's so important to find that time for yourself to really reflect, I think about, you know, how you're feeling. But as far as outside things happening, um, I think what's really important is to 
know that you're going to move through that negative situation, whatever it is, and um, that you can't fix everything, right? Sometimes things just happen. Like this morning, we had we were having some tech issues, and for a moment, you know, I was thinking, okay, what's happening here? And everything's the same as it was last time. And then I took a moment, and I took a deep breath, and I thought, it isn't me. This is the tech stuff doing this. <laughs> <laughs> yes, just to kind of remove yourself, right? Because we can get caught up in the stress of it. And then I feel like once we're in the stress, it's impossible to get out of it. But you do have to kind of remove yourself sometimes. And this relates to everything. So whether we're talking about something in blogging or something in your life, that really is the key to just kind of step back and see the situation kind of as a big picture. Every time I do that, I can take care of it much more easily, just like you did. We were having tech issues and I did the same thing. I was like, you know what? This is not a big deal. If we have to reschedule, it's fine. And I didn't freak out and I hope that you didn't freak out. And it was fine. We're here now. So <laughs> absolutely. I, you know, everything happens for a reason. I yeah, guess. totally agree with that. So let's talk about how this like can directly relate to business, because I know that you had written something. I think it was in the Eat Blog Talk forum about how you didn't achieve a breakthrough until you worked on your mindset. So can you talk through that a little bit? I had a goal and of course it was to monetize and it was to monetize with a, an ad agency because that's kind of the most common way that you can, um, one of the easier ways to monetize, I think quickly. Right. So I had that goal in mind and I kind of worked backwards. So I set the goal of being accepted to an ad network and I worked backwards and I made really small achievable goals and every day, um, I would take time to reflect on, you know, what have I done today and is is it moving me forward? But you do, you can come into roadblocks whenever you're blogging, right? Sometimes you might get the wrong information. Um, I remember reading a great tip about deleting images to free, increase your page speed. And I deleted a whole bunch of images from my media folder. And I think 20 blog posts, and I might have had 30 at the time lost images and I had to go back and redo. And so I think that um, knowing that those things will happen, um, you know, I kept a journal, which really helped me a lot. I was able to look back at that when we were talking about having this podcast. And, you know, I definitely felt that there were times where I was up and down, but I started, um, I started listening to Lauren Runyon's um podcast, uh, which I think she just renamed there, but it was mine over blog. And I realized that I had uh, maybe a little bit of imposter syndrome, right? So am I really, um, you know, am I going to fit in with this group? Uh, is this the right thing for me? Am I good enough to be, are my recipes good enough? And all of those things that come into your mind. And I really started working on what my subconscious thoughts were and I spent probably a good week really thinking about it. And one of the things that I wasn't doing enough was taking time to really think about my mindset. And I found for me, getting out into nature, uh, taking the time to get out and go for a walk every morning, that really helped me. So I think it starts with paying attention to your mindset and working through whether you have a limiting belief um, or maybe... I don't deserve to be, you know, 
successful and make a lot of money, that sort of thing. I honestly believe that very thing, Sandra. It all comes back to limiting beliefs. And I think all of us are walking around with limiting beliefs that we don't even know we have. We're not even aware of it. So I think it was super smart for you to just start being aware of what thoughts you're having, what are you saying to yourself, whether it's out loud or in your head. And once we do that, it's kind of alarming, I think. When I started doing it too, I was like, oh, wow, I'm saying that. And we th- we say things on repeat to ourselves all the time. And it's usually <laughs> negative, unfortunately. So once we're aware, so, okay, step one, I think would be like getting quiet with yourself. So whether that's like you said, getting out in nature and walking, or maybe it's meditating for 10 minutes in the morning, whatever it is, get quiet, notice what you're saying to yourself, and then start rewriting those beliefs. So if it's something like, I'm not worthy, I don't deserve this, who do I think I am? Those are things that you need to rewrite. And once you start like rescripting that, you can change your life. You can change not just your life, but the way you show up in your business and the way that things come to you and money and opportunities and all of that stuff can change. What other ways can you think of to get quiet? So you mentioned your walk, meditation, what else? You know, I think what's really important is that you have to find what works for you. For some people, it's um, you know, maybe having a hot bath or it might be just sitting and uh, sometimes I like to just zone out and I'll watch Netflix for a couple of hours when I feel like I just need to unplug, you know, unplug from all the other stuff. Um, and I think that you have to find what works for you. And sometimes it's hobbies, right? It could be uh, someone has a hobby like a craft or painting or that type of thing that can Um, or maybe just like, I find that walking, uh, and listening to a podcast can be very, even though it's not really quiet time, but it's just getting away from all your thoughts. So even losing yourself in creativity, something, doing something creative that inspires you and kind of allows you to disconnect from that thinking, that constant track that's going on and on constantly, anything that can release you from that basically. And it, yeah, absolutely. And I think one thing that really helped me was that I tried to picture myself in five years. And so what does that look like? Very specifically, obviously, by then, you know, I would be hopefully monetized by then on an ad network and all of those things. And what does it look like in my day to day? What does it look like, perhaps financially? How does it feel? You know, am I still in the same space? Um, maybe I've put a big addition on my house or put a pool in or something. And those are, I know those are physical things, but there are still, they still can bring joy to you in terms of spending time with your family around a pool. So I think picturing where you're going to be and really um, being that person, think that you're already there. Visualize that you don't have to worry about every little step on how to get there because that's where you're going. You have to, um, it's, you know, putting, once you start to use the law of attraction, it, um, I was talking to someone else about this. It becomes harder to put into words how you do it. Um, but you just really have to believe that you have whatever it is you want already, that it's there. I feel like anytime you can tap into emotion, that is only going to fast forward 
everything for you, everything that you want in your life that is going to fast forward it. So if you can picture yourself by a pool and surrounded by the people you love, that is going to make you feel good. It's going to fill you up. And that is a good thing. Um, And also the hows and whens of how things come to you and when things come to you. I always say this to myself, that is none of my business. The part that is my business is tapping into my why, what you were talking about, like picturing yourself five years ahead. Like, why do you want that? And getting into that emotion that is what you focus on. And then you obviously have to take action too. You have to be really clear on what it is you want. And that takes some time to really think about what is it that I feel that I really want out of my life, out of my career. And I think taking that time and that's part of the reflection phase. Because if you're not clear, you're putting like all of the stuff in your mind, like I could want that. That sounds good too. Confusion does not bring clarity. Clarity is the opposite of confusion. Right. And and we know that the food blogging journey, and you've been at it a lot longer than I have, Megan, is that you're spending time and you're working hard. And um, if you love it, it's amazing. I know you have some ways to kind of create inspiration on Pinterest and things to stay away from within food blogging too. Can you talk to us about some of those things? Sure. Um, okay. So Pinterest. So uh, this I kind of discovered kind of by fluke. So I'm on Pinterest every day as probably most of us are. And I set up, I have it set up as a secret board because I'm sure my recipe followers don't want to see necessarily everything else. And I've started saving quotes about mindset and positivity. And the one thing that happens with Pinterest, of course, is when you save something, then it shows you more of that. So every single day and throughout the day, when I log into Pinterest, I see all of the positive, um, whether it's about, you know, might be a quote, or it might just be, uh, there's a lot of things from the law of attraction that pop up. And I've just found that's really been a positive thing for me to have that and I just click I probably save two or three things a day and think about them and uh, it's just a little hack that I found helpful oh I love that that's such a good and easy too and since we're all on Pinterest all the time anyway mm-hmm. what a great way to just create inspiration and and get those good feelings flowing too yeah and with uh, in terms of other social media so um, with Something like Facebook. So let's say, for example, there's some wonderful Facebook groups. But I did find that sometimes you start reading and there's some negativity. And it's, you know, people are going through challenges and it, it can come across, right? It's It can be difficult for them to deal with. Um, so when I start reading something like that, I just remove myself completely from it. I find that sometimes I stay away for four or five days. And I think that, you know, I really uh, personally get a lot out of being able to help someone else that's just starting because you remember what it felt like when you first started and you kind of feel it's kind of lonely a little because you may have been used you may work with a lot of people in your work environment but then you're just on your own doing this big huge project of learning how to blog so staying away from negativity in groups and um, anything so you know there's always comparison-itis, I call it, especially when you're starting, you have an idea of, um, you know, there might be someone you look up to, or you might sometimes think, well, everybody else is way ahead. And so unfollowing 
anybody on whether it's I don't say Instagram or you know if you're having bad feelings because you feel well oh my photography is not as good or whatever it is you're doing then unfollow those people for a period of time. I love that suggestion. I never think to just follow for a period. I always think it's either black or white for me. Like I've got to keep with them or I need to ditch them. But I never think you can mute people right on Instagram. Food bloggers, I feel like overall are such a positive, encouraging, supportive, awesome bunch of people. But anytime you have thousands of people together, no matter how positive they are, you are going to find negativity. So I am with you on that whole like click away mentality because I can't do it anymore. I used to kind of feed into it like, oh my gosh, there's drama here. What is this all about? And I would read through every word ridiculously. But now I just feel like I don't have time for this. And not only that, it's going to bring me down. So click away if you can. Sometimes it's hard to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it can be sometimes. But I think those are just little things. And I think the other thing that's so important is to find a blogging buddy, like try to reach out and network. And there's so much support that can come from having a positive person that's on the same page and maybe starting around the same level or not. And getting that you know, someone, there's a sounding board that you can share uh, your challenges with, your best practices, and your celebrate your successes. Networking and finding your group of people that support you is one of the most important things in this whole world of food blogging. If you want to get out of it sane and alive, you've got to find people who are going to lift you up and support you. What are some of the things, Sandra, that we can control? Because I'm all about finding what I can control and doing that well and positively. So what are those things for you? Uh, Well, I think we control our mindset. So, um, you know, waking up in the morning and we I always tell my kids, you know, we choose our attitude (laughs) and we control how much work we put into what we're doing right? How much time that we spend and the consistency. Um, I think just showing up and the dedication we control. Um, And I think it's just sometimes, you know, giving ourselves grace that sometimes you need a day. And, you know, the great thing about food blogging, if you're, especially if you're doing it full time, is when you need to take a day off, you can take a day off. One of my favorite parts of food blogging, by the way, (laughs) if I don't feel like doing something and I don't have any obligations, then I don't have to do anything. And yes, we are in control of our mindset. I just want to keep reminding people of that because we often feel like slaves to our mindset and the way that we're thinking. And I asked you early in our conversation, what about those outside influences? It's so easy to let outside negativity influence us and control our mindset. Just reminding us, thank you, Sandra, that we are actually in control of that all the time. Right. And the other thing I think that just came to my mind is that we need to have a way to explain to people what it is that we do. And I think whether, like, especially if you're newer and you're just starting on this journey, and I can remember people saying, like you can make money doing that and there's some confusion in what it is that when you say you're a food blogger compared to like let's say you say I'm an online entrepreneur that might be a little bit easier to understand for some people but I think a lot of people see that 
as a hobby or if you say, this is what I'm doing and I plan on doing it full time, I think that um, some of the negativity, whether it's real or perceived, we can control by, you know, have, um, I heard someone uh, explain on another podcast, like have an an elevator pitch to kind of say, this is what I do, right? I create content for the internet. I heard something very similar recently, and I love that, like honing your elevator pitch, basically, and being really specific with it. So this is what I've started doing, and it has completely changed the way people react to that question that we all dread. Like, what do you do? And then they're like, oh, how do you make money doing that? What do you do? What is that? I've started saying I create delicious recipes for busy women who are blah, 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 blah. Like I say my very specific target audience and what I'm creating for. And then if I'm talking about my podcast, I'm like, I provide value to food bloggers through a podcast, blah, blah, blah. So that way you're not just saying I'm a food blogger. And then you go into this whole spiral of like confusion and negativity. And (laughs) you're thinking, oh my gosh, they think I'm a loser. And they're like, what the heck is she talking about? (laughs) I think so. I think it helps. I think that um, it helps them see in a positive mindset, especially with explaining to family, close family and friends. Having a really good explanation helps. Yeah, it is confusing. I think eventually we're going to get to a point where food blogging is more mainstream and people actually understand it. But I think we're a ways off from that. What else do you have for us as far as just creating that positive mindset? I think it's really important to celebrate the really small successes. And I really was so grateful to have my journal to go back and look. And I didn't write every day, but I had enough notes that when I look back, I thought, oh, I was more positive than I thought I was early on because I remember feeling that overwhelmed with, you know, some of the tech stuff. But I think things like uh, Google Analytics, if you're looking at Google Analytics, you know, like, It's very normal to be very obsessed with analytics, but if it's making you feel negative thoughts, then you need to stop looking at it so often. And then you have to set a goal, a really, really small goal, and celebrate that goal. And I remember looking at my my notes, and I think I had 21 page views in a day. And I was celebrating that on my journal. And when I look back, I thought, that seems so funny, but it's so important, I think, to to celebrate whether uh, you have a photo accepted to Food Gawker or you created a web story and you've got some traffic from it. I think celebrating all those little steps along the way really helps to, to continue that positive mindset. We all forget that, right? Because we get caught up in what we're doing now and then also what we need to do for the future, what we want to do. And I think this is so powerful just to take a moment once in a while and reflect back three months ago, six months ago, 12 months ago, just to see how far we've come. If you think about one year ago today, Sandra, what do you think about? Where I was at one year ago today? Yes. Oh, my goodness. Uh, So what is it? October. I was a couple of months into food blogging. I was just getting really, really hungry to not want to have to go back out to work and realize that I needed to hit that 50K to get into Mediavine. And actually, that number changed. I started blogging the middle of May. And about three weeks later, the number went from 25 to 50. And I had this conversation with my husband 
recently, and I said, it's amazing that if that number had been 25 and stayed at that, would I have only hit 25 or 30? And when that number changed to 50, then, you know, the goal changes. So in your mind, you're hitting 50. So I think really enjoying the journey along the way is so important. Uh, And for anybody that has a goal to get to 50, when you get to 50, you celebrate, but then you're, you have another goal to get to 100, right? (laughs) And, And 250. So enjoying all the steps along the way, because I think really, we probably all have different reasons for becoming food bloggers. But I think a lot of it is around is, you know, for me, it's about being able to be make my own schedule. Most importantly, it's to be able to be with my family more and have that lifestyle. So enjoying it along the way and not forgetting to stop and celebrate even the little successes, right? Like even those little wins that you wouldn't necessarily consider like a huge deal. Those are important too. I think so. And I think that um, because we have so many different tenured food bloggers in some of our different forums and spaces, it's very different for someone that's been a food blogger for six months or for six years. And so I think that's where the networking piece is important too, is being able to surround yourself with people from all different tenures and uh, pull what you can from everybody and get the support that you can. Um, I think that's that's been really, really important for me. Although I can be very um, you know, introverted in, in some ways with work, uh, it's, it's really helped me a lot. Being someone who um, kind of connects people and facilitates a lot of food blogger calls and gatherings, whatever, getting food bloggers together, the one important trait for me for food bloggers to have is not related to experience. It's related to their mindset and how positive they are. If there is someone who has a million years of food blogging experience and they make five gajillion dollars a year and they're negative, I do not want that in my realm, (laughs) like with my people. That is the one trait that you can bring to the table and succeed. You can have a super positive mindset and have like five followers and you're going to bring quality and value to the table. Well, it does. And I think um, I always say the expression, you know, your vibe attracts your tribe. And, uh, you know, that positivity, when you surround yourself with positivity, and positive people, great things happen, right? And I think once you just start um, visualizing where you're going, your your mind and your body just automatically starts to take action towards it. I am super picky about, for example, our mastermind group that we're putting together. I'm really picky about who comes in because I don't want someone to come in who's like got all of this experience, but they come in and just ruin the vibe. And that might sound horrible to some people listening, but I am so passionate about that. If you are going to come into the circle, you are going to be positive or you're not going to be there. Does that make sense? Or is that really harsh? <laughs> uh, not, not at all. I, I think absolutely. Because when you work in a group um, with, pos- with like-minded people, and you have a goal, whatever it is, if you're forwarding your business, great things can happen. Magic can happen when people are in that flow and have that magic vibe. 
Sandra, talk to us about like kind of daily, monthly goals and routines and how to stay positive with all of that. Okay. Well, I will be the first one to say that I would, I'm, I call myself a pantser, which means that I like to fly by the seat of my pants. <laughs> so I do have a content calendar now. I, I really flew by the seat of my pants at first, but I do create a content calendar, but I allow myself um, some flexibility. So if I have planned to do three things one week and I want to do three different things, I just move them around. I really allow myself the creativity piece, um, setting goals. I set goals based on, um, you know, how many web stories I'm making or how many Pinterest idea pins. I'm, you know, I have that mapped out and, you know, I think that I was very fortunate. I had, uh, a really, really good month in August. And then September dipped uh, quite a bit compared to August. I had some crazy web story traffic in August. And I had to really think, I'm still focused on my goals for September. And my I blew my August goals out of the water. So I didn't need to feel bad about September. But, you know, you get used to, um, especially when you first monetize, it's pretty exciting to wake up and start looking at numbers. But that's what I told myself. My goals are, um, you know, X, Y, Z. So I am pretty structured with, you know, setting up goals that I feel are achievable. Uh, I mean, I think we've all heard about smart goals, right? And I was, you know, my background was very much set up in setting goals and how to achieve them. So I would say that I'm structured, but I'm not super structured. And I try to have fun. I work hard, but I really try to enjoy. I do love it. And so I think that makes, you know, it doesn't feel like work to me. Mm, I love that. that yes, it does. And that is the key. When it doesn't feel like work, that's when you know you're doing something good. What about, uh, okay, I have to touch on this because I feel like we've all been there. Some of us are there now and it's totally fine. I'm not judging. But the whole Google Analytics, like obsessing over numbers and getting in there multiple times a day and then getting upset. What are your thoughts on all of that? Well, I did try to do the Google Analytics, um, you know, where you don't look at it for a while. Um, <laughs> but it was right before our other podcast. And so I really wanted to go in and have some data to look at about web stories. So I kind of used that as an excuse to go back in. Um, but what I've done is I've really... Um, got into the habit of looking and finding a win and trying to look at using it as a tool. I don't allow myself to go in and feel bad about what the number is. So it might be a different recipe that's clicking and I think, okay, great. I can make more content around that or I can create more web stories or idea pins or something. So I do recommend though that unless you can really get into that space <laughs> of looking at it positively, because one day, so if you have a goal, I set a goal of about 1700 a day when I wanted to get into Mediavine. And I knew in my head that 1700 was the number. But some days I hit 4000. And other days I hit 1200. So sometimes if you break your goals down by day, uh, and look at analytics too much, it can be a negative thing. My recommendation is, well, I shouldn't say, because I'm going to say, look at them once a day. And sometimes I pop in there, you know, 10 times a day. But uh, I think it's about using the data to really find what's working 
and it can be a positive thing. But don't get hung up on on in the moment. You have to picture the where you're going and not so much the number. And maybe just taking note of how you feel when you're in there, right, Sandra? So if you're feeling icky, then maybe click out. If you're feeling like, ooh, I'm not in here to look at numbers, but I really want to research, you know, how my Halloween posts are doing or whatever, then that could be a positive thing. Definitely. But it, it is. I mean, we measure, I guess, our success uh, daily based on what that number is. But there's other things, right? There's other um, things that are really more important at the end of the day. And I think always questioning what we're doing. Is it adding value to our business? And, you know, it's not fun when you look at um, your analytics and you're at half the number that you thought you were supposed to be because two hours later, someone can share something on Facebook and you'll have something go viral. Oh, I love that point that at any given moment, something amazingly miraculous can happen. You just never know. So don't judge the situation just because there's a number in front of you doesn't mean that's what it's going to be in an hour, right? Mm-hmm. Well, it's a business. So, you know, we, we're going to be numbers driven to a point I and mean, we have to run our business and set forecasts and improve our numbers and that sort of thing. But if um, you have to find a way to have some joy in it, so celebrate mm. what's in there. Oh, that's so good. I wish we could go on and on. I really do because I love this topic so very much. Um, and you and I definitely align on this. So let's kind of recap. Do you want to help me? So I just want to go through some things that we've chatted about. Mindset is everything. If you guys want to dig into your business in a new way that's really powerful and that allows you to have new opportunities and more money and more traffic and all of the good things that you want, you've got to get a handle on your mindset first and foremost. So ways to do that, get quiet as Sandra suggested, get out in nature, journal like she did. And you said that you actually wrote through some really cool things through journaling. So that might be a great way to get started. Um, Meditation, noting your self-talk, just noticing those beliefs you have about yourself and what you say to yourself and trying to rewrite that script. And once you do, then you start noticing, right, Sandra? Like you'll notice the negativity and then you can word it off a little bit better. Absolutely. I think, you know, getting really clear about what it is that you want is the first step. Listening to that self-talk and really working on um, turning that around and really, you know, that really will help build your confidence and find a blogging buddy or two or three that can really help with your positivity. I think this will be a really inspiring episode to listen to. Thank you, Sandra, so much for everything today for the second episode. I loved it. Even though we started off with a few technical difficulties, I think it turned out really well. (laughs) Well, thank you. Thanks so much for having me. I have to say, Megan, that when I discovered your podcast early on, you always talked about 
a mindset and positivity and it really had an impact on me so I thank you for that and I can remember there were days where I was struggling with things and I mean I th- I've listened to every single episode Aww. and got so much so I mean it's really it's an honor to be here so thank you for having me back oh my gosh thank you that made me feel so good I'm I sometimes wonder if my mindset talk gets heard because I know a lot of people just want to get to the juice like the SEO and and like, how do I crush Pinterest? And so I wonder if that message is being heard. So that means so much to me. Thank you for sharing that. We will put together a show notes page for you, Sandra, just like we did before. So if anyone wants to peek at those, you can go to eatblogtalk.com forward slash she's not cooking to tell everyone where they can find you online, Sandra. Uh, you can find me at she's not cooking.com. I have a contact page there. You can find me on Instagram at she's not cooking, Pinterest, Facebook, everything's uh, under she's not cooking. Awesome. Well, thank you again for being here, Sandra. And thank you so much for listening today, food bloggers. I will see you next time. We're glad you could join us on this episode of Eat Blog Talk. For more resources based on today's discussion, as well as show notes and an opportunity to be on a future episode of the show, be sure to head to eatblogtalk.com. If you feel that hunger for information, we'll be here to feed you on Eat Blog Talk.